Welcome back as we swim out into the sea of ideas and invite you to grab your board and see if you can catch a wave as that sales pipeline starts to curl up over the horizon with a with the man who seems to uh, always get up early and catch a wave. It's uh, Matt Hines. <laughs> How we doing, Paul? I'm doing good. Hey, you know, i got to just tell you, since we're always on football and sports as we start here, I had a rare opportunity to go back to the mothership uh, this past weekend. I've been a, was born in Minnesota, moved away when I was one. Got to go back to a family wedding up in uh, the hinterlands, way up in the north uh, part of Minnesota here, and got to watch the Vikings in home turf. And I'm telling you, it was both sad and exhilarating. It was exhilarating because they won, and it was sad because none of my cousins liked the darn team. And they all said, just pick another team. I said, you were born with this. God gave me this team. Oh, now pick another one. They're too uh, disappointed. I don't know, man. I, I, I've heard great things about that stadium. It's supposed to be pretty cool. And, you know, your boy, Kirk Cousins, he is the quarterback on my fantasy football team. There you so go. I'm excited to see him playing well. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, normally we do talk about college football, and we're, you know, about a week away from the first uh, playoff rankings, which will be exciting to see. Lots of shakeup over this past week. And we're also in the middle of the World Series. And so I know coming back your way, going to be game three in Dodger los time. angeles tomorrow we're hoping the dodgers do from, it this time here they, they well, looked a little disappointing today is from boston so i don't know how much we we'll want to <laughs> just get into that but uh, <laughs> hey uh thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of sales pipeline radio really appreciate everyone being with us today we are here every week live at 11 30 eastern 11 30 pacific 2 30 eastern i'm all messed up on my time zones there paul i last week we did the show live from the Denver airport today, we are live at the Phoenix airport. Oh, yeah. uh, as, crazy. Uh, Matt's world travels continue. But uh, for those of you listening live at work on the Funnel Media Network, thank you very much for joining us. For those of you that are checking us out through the podcast, really appreciate your listening, appreciate your subscribing. We are, Paul, we're, we're, we're coming up on 50,000 downloads Unbelievable. of the show, which is it's phenomenal. And it's a, we're sort of seeing that hockey stick now almost three years in. It's pretty exciting. So thank you, everyone, for, everyone for joining us on the podcast. And every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio past present and future is available at salespipelineradio.com. We are featuring some of the best and brightest minds every week in the sales and marketing world. And B2B today is absolutely no different. Very excited to have with us Andrew Halley. He is the CMO of Lego. Excuse me. And are you a Dodger or are you, excuse me, are you a Red Sox fan at all? So are you kind of excited now that we got a 2-0 lead here heading into L.A.? Yeah, I, I got to confess, I'm pretty excited. Um, <laughs> life is good. It's it's a cold winter, but the Red Sox are winning and uh, and looking pretty good and, and playing a pretty cool team. It'll be nice to be able to uh, sleep in after the game Friday night. I've, it's, I've, I've been a zombie these last couple of days, uh, staying up late but still getting up early. Well, it's the, it's the advantage of living on the West Coast that, you know, all the sporting events start three hours early. So I, I don't know how you guys, especially for, you know, Yankees-Red Sox games, it lasts like six hours each. God, I don't know how you guys yeah. stay up that late uh, when the games start at like 830. It's crazy. Um, but uh, we're really excited to have you on the show here today and talk a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit about Lego, but also I know we're going to spend some time talking about um, the importance of design and UX and B2B functions, which is something near and dear to your heart. But maybe first, just let people know who you are and a little, little about what a Lego is. Yeah, so again, my name is Andrew Holly. I've been uh, outside the Boston area. I've been here for quite a while, you know, doing the high-tech startup thing and lucky enough to work at a number of, of good companies. Right now, I'm at a company called Lego, and Lego offers a, what we call a modern sales learning platform that sales teams use to make sure that all their reps have you know, the skills, the latest, greatest information they need to make the most out of each customer conversation, you know, that they're able to have. So they use it to, 
you know, all the classics, onboard new hires more efficiently, um, you know, certify reps on new product, new messaging, uh, get reps to practice on their own instead of in front of customers, um, help managers uh, get more coaching interactions without, you know, having to go through the Phoenix airport where you guys are, um, and, and then importantly, kind of capture and share best practices across the team because, you know, salespeople are in the trenches learning things every day, and the faster you can kind of capture greatness and get it across to all your reps, the better you're going to do. I agree with that for sure. I mean, maybe talk a little bit about sort of the, you mentioned conversations and improving conversations. I feel like the idea of conversational marketing is becoming uh, more prevalent in B2B and is as marketers start to think not just about what they are creating for marketing, but think about the broader conversations that are happening with customers across the company. Um, is that some, how is that something that you're thinking about from a marketing perspective, not just you know, within the product, obviously, but also within your own sales and marketing team? Yeah, that's, that's actually a really interesting question. You know, so I was excited to personally come to Alego for a bunch of reasons. Great opportunity, some great folks I've worked with before. Um, but I didn't realize that the fact that we've got this product that salespeople use to not just learn but to capture the things they learn and share was going to overcome what for me as a, a marketing leader is always one of the biggest problems, which is making sure that the marketing team you know, is, is, knows what the conversations are, that the marketing team's got enough knowledge about what the customers and the prospects care about, right, that they can really be, have an outside-in mentality. And, you know, here at Lego, the sales team is, is constantly catching stories from the field, sharing it with each other. And so I can just have the marketing team just tap right into that. And, you know, it's almost like having um, webcams on people out in the field. And, and it's really been nice to be able to, to have that flow of information from the trenches, from the front lines, back into, uh, into corporate. Oh, I think it's critical. And we're talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Andrew Halley, he's the CMO of Alego. And yeah, I, I think that, you know, when you think about the conversation you want to have with your customer, you know, what's produced for marketing is just a fraction of what actually gets communicated. And so, you know, creating integration across the company to, to improve consistency and value of that conversation is one thing, getting feedback from the field, feedback from those people that are in front of the customers, you know, more often. I mean, almost by, you know, by definition, it's probably true in, in most organizations, you know, marketing isn't talking to customers nearly as much by default um, as, you know, sales and account management is. So, you know, I love that kind of a focus. Well, we speaking of focus, I know we, we had talked about some different angles of what to cover today. And I think, you know, you were pretty excited about what we what we titled this uh, episode as sort of style versus function and the importance of designing UX in B2B applications. And, and I can, you know, Having used a bunch of applications, I think you know you you know you can tell firsthand which of which companies tend to prioritize function, which of them tend to prioritize the usability, and which of them are just flinging out features. Talk a little bit about you know sort of your perspective on this um, and how you balance sort of style and function um, in in a B two B application. Well, I think p part of it, Matt, starts with you know who a Lego is is working for, right? We we designed our app for sales teams. And I know with all the work you do, right, you spend a lot of time with sales forces yourself, right? So you know that sales teams are a tough audience, right? They've just got, there's such a sense of urgency there that they just don't have time to waste with things that don't add value immediately. They're not going to waste time figuring it out, right? Like if something or someone isn't good and helpful, 
what I call the bozo bit flips quick, right? You're dead to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just from the get-go, um, we're designing for a tough audience. So, so that, that UX has always been front and center for a Lego. Like, we've we got to have an app that a salesperson is going to figure out on their own, don't have to sit through a bunch of training, and that's going to give them value, help them win deals, you know, from the get-go. So it's been a pretty, a pretty high bar for us. And so it's always been kind of just front and center, you know, here at Alego. But I don't know, I, you know, that's just us. But, but tell me what, if I'm wrong, but I, I think it's not just us. I think that, that UX and product design is becoming globally more important in the realm of B2B software. I, I feel like you're right. I feel like it probably isn't as high a priority as it should be. I think I, I sometimes feel like design and UX gets thought of a lot more in consumer applications and less of a priority in B2B. Um, but, you know, I think I, I often I think about sort of the importance of UX and design. You know, I think about, you know, the challenger sale models, you know, talks about how you sell is more important than what you sell. And I think that analogy applies here as well. Like if you're giving an app to a sales team, if it has all the correct features, but they're hard to navigate, hard to find. If they have to fumble through, and it's something that should take one step, actually, you know, takes four or five. Like the product may do what you say it's going to do. The product may actually be really good at doing it. But if you've got an, if you've got an upset sales team that either hates the product or won't use it, you've got a <laughs> retention problem purely from a design in the UX standpoint. So yeah, I, I think it's I think it's critical. Why do you think? I mean, so first of all, do you agree that you know I think UX has been a lower priority for B two B, and and why do you think that is? Yeah, I was I was wondering that myself and, and before we were chatting here. And I think what I think you just put your finger on part of it, right? Which is that you said if the users, it might check a function box, right? A product might be able to check all the the columns in an RFP, but how well does it work? If and if it takes four or five steps and people can't really get the job done, that matters now. And I think that's actually part of it, right? Think back before SaaS, right? And all these software decisions were getting made in IT, right, on behalf of the business. So you had these people making decisions about software that weren't the users. Now that we have SaaS, you know, I know for here at Allego, um, we almost never talk to IT. Yeah, we've got to fill out a security questionnaire. We're good on that. But this is all about being driven by the buyers. And so I think that's one reason why UX matters. Thanks to SaaS, the business users are making the buying decision. I think that's part of it. Is that, what do you think? Does that sound reasonable or is that just uh, me too high on the Red Sox and lack of sleep? <laughs> I, th I think you're right. I mean, I think, you know, you've got, you know, take something like a CRM system, right? Like and it's, it may not be the best example because it's not an easy thing to sort of rip and replace and they tend to sort of, you know, stick around for a while. But if you've got a tool that management likes and the sales rep, sales rep doesn't, like if it, it's kind of doesn't work, right? And so it's not that the sales reps are making a decision about what you should be used, but if if adoption doesn't occur, if regular usage doesn't occur, you know, would you take a great product that very few people are using, or would you take a mediocre product, or maybe an inferior product that maybe has fewer features, but that is easier to use, where the use cases have been thought out, where you know the acceptance rate and the usage rate is higher, so you're actually seeing benefits from some of CRM versus fewer benefits and, and outcomes from better features and more features that just aren't getting used. So I, I think, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, where does that, where does that function need to sit? I mean, I, th I think about, you know, when you, when you, when you're talking about externally facing like marketing and sales materials, you know, teams will have a design group in marketing, but in B2B, like who should have responsibility for making sure the user experience is top notch? 
Right. Great question. I think for Allego, it's that head of product, and I think that's usually where it sits. And um, I, I, don't, I think that we're, our model is increasingly common, where here at Allego, at least, our head of product, uh, Andre Black, he, he comes out of the design space, actually. So you know, mm-hmm. he's managing the team of product managers. No, he's not managing the development staff, but he's managing the product management function and the design function, and he's got a design background, as opposed to you know, lots of head of product, lots of head of product management are coming out of the engineering side. So I think it's, it's classically that head of product, and you know, the question is, does that head of product have a, a design sense? And I think, I think increasingly they do, right? And, and one buzzword you hear a lot around quite a bit, right, is, is, is um, the consumerization of business technology. You know? And we all, everyone now is exposed to great UX design. I mean, you just think about how easy Google is to use or, or Apple products. Or, or navigating Facebook, you know, everyone's grandparents can do that effortlessly. So we're constantly feeling what good UX is. And then we walk into the office and we got some crappy old corporate LMS that's impossible to navigate and it just doesn't fly anymore, right? We've, we've seen the promised land. It's like that, that TV commercial, right, if the guy says, never fly first class, you know, never put bacon on something because it'll ruin you. I think we're all ruined now. We know that software doesn't have to suck. Yeah, we know software doesn't have to suck, and we also know that it, it doesn't have to look bad. Is, is, it, is it fair to differentiate how it looks from how it works? If we're thinking about sort of design and UX as different things, clearly I think they go together. But I'm, I'm asking that question in part because let's say you've got a head of product who's really good at roadmap, really good at understanding what customers need, but not very good at design. Can they still be effective at thinking through use cases, thinking through the the what not necessarily the how that makes sense huh that's a that's an interesting one i think there's a couple things to unpack one i think you put your finger on a really important distinction that that a lot of times you know those of us on the sales and marketing side of the house we conflate right um uh uh, style with design right and and like the the aesthetic the, the the beauty of something is different than its usability and design, and I think it's it's easy, you know, to conflate those two. But you know, as you point out, you know, design is nice and it may look delightful to look at, but 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 good UX is based on use case, as you say, right? It really, I think it yeah. starts there, right? You gotta you gotta understand. Well, one, the you, the user, who's your user? Yeah. You mentioned a great yeah. example of CRM, right? It may be a little bit painful for a lot of salespeople. But you could argue that the real user and buyer, the other user and buyer is the sales leader, right? And, and if they're getting what they need, you know, that's, that's part of the, the puzzle. But, yeah, it's got to um, design. I think style and, and design are not quite the same thing. And I, and I think you're also right that I don't think properly conceived, I don't think they, they're in conflict, right? I mean, I guess maybe you could say if I, – I, I think we're probably like a lot of companies where – you know, the, the, the colors in our app and in the web-based product, you know, they are similar uh, and they echo the corporate branding. So I, I suppose right. the only place it could get in trouble is maybe what if you've got corporate brand colors that don't have good meanings when it comes to the colors that we all associate with certain things within an app, you know, like green is go, right. red is stop. Like, 
but really, I think that's kind of just almost the exception that proves the rule. I think I don't think that design and and style and, and UX conflict really. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Hey, we got to take a quick break, pay some bills. We we'll right back with more questions with Andrew Halley from Lego. This is Sales Pipeline Radio. The way we do business is advancing faster than ever before. Yet amongst the disruptions, there's one pillar that stays standing through it all. The power of a relationship. Relationships are at the core of everything. So how are today's organizations developing, nurturing, and leveraging them to drive success? Download the new research report on the state of relationship marketing and learn how your team can bridge the gaps between relationships and revenue. Download your free report at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. Okay, and let's pick it back up with Matt. And i got to say one thing before we get started here. You know, I'm an old grandpa here, an old grizzled, gray-haired grandpa sitting in this chair here. And when I heard the term, I have a four-year-old grandson, when I heard the term Alego, I had a whole different vision of what you were going to talk about here. <laughs> so let's spell it. Oh, yeah, as you... Let's you spell know, it so we can make kids. sure nobody else is confused here. How do we spell a Lego? It's A-L-L-E-G-O. Definitely encourage people to check that out at lego.com. Speaking of things to check out, Paul, I want to give a huge shout-out to our show's new sponsor, MailTag. Uh, very excited to have MailTag joining us there, a Chrome browser extension for Gmail that allows you to track and schedule email. Super helpful tool. Uh, I've, been, I've been checking it out. I really appreciate what it can do if you're in sales, if you're in business development. If you're using Gmail, highly encourage you to check it out. Get real-time alerts right at your desktop. See when your prospects are engaging with your emails and clicking your email. So very excited to have them on board. Thanks very much to MailTag.io. And I want to make a shout-out. I forgot to mention that if they want to, as a special thank you, if those who want to try it, there is a promo code HEINZ, H-E-I-N-Z, and you can get 50% off for life if you go to MailTag.io. So. For life. That's amazing. Life. So thank life. you so much for mailtag.io. Check them out. Thanks very much, uh, the MailTag team, for uh, for supporting Sales Pipeline Radio. we got a few more minutes here with uh, the CMO of Allego, and we're talking about the difference between design and function. We're talking about how important design and UX are as part of B2B applications. And, you know, Andrew, I think as you look across, I mean, I think you guys do a really nice job of this and clearly have been very thoughtful about what that should look like. How do you, what, what are some other applications or other companies or, that you think are doing a particularly good job of prioritizing and implementing better design in the U.S., especially in B2B? I think you just mentioned one, Google. In, in that <laughs> yeah. There's a company, right, that you, it's clear they're not overly worried about making a product that's aesthetically beautiful, stripped down to just really let you get your work done as efficiently as possible. So I, I always, they always come to mind, even more so than Apple, right, which has got, a, mm -hmm. obviously, that's the first name that rolls off people's tongue when asked for what is, what is great design. Now, I think, I think there's, there's lessons from Apple for us on the B2B side. Um, you know, when, when, when Apple went and built, um, you know, iTunes and, and competed and disrupted the um, MP3 market. Remember MP3s? When's the last time you said MP3? Probably. Oh my right. gosh! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They killed it because they delivered. Uh, I think part of UX is like looking at the entire problem, end to end. And so they came out with not just a player, right, but a store. They made it easy to find, get the music, move it from computer onto the device. 
And I think that's a, actually a really good lesson. I know, for example, here at Allego, right, because we're designing for salespeople. Now, we're designing a sales learning and training and coaching program uh, that's working great. But when we dove into the use case, you know, what, what do salespeople do? Again, I can't remember. Was it Matt, you or Paul that's in the Phoenix airport? Uh, it's me. This, I am. So, Matt, you're, you're about to get on a plane. Well, it turns yeah. out if we want to have sales managers spend time doing coaching uh, of video, it's got to work on a plane. They've got hours to kill there. So we mm-hmm. ended up having to figure out how to compress video. Um, we have patents in video compression. That's not what we thought we would be doing. But if you're going to solve that whole user experience and you're working for a sales manager, it better work on an airplane. Yeah, that is for sure. A couple more minutes before we have to wrap up here on Sales Pipeline Radio with Andrew Halley. He's the CMO of Alego. Definitely check him out at Alego, A-L-L-E-G-O dot com. Before we have to wrap up here, a couple more quick questions for you. I mean, one is, you know, let's say a company says, I buy into it. I get it. We need to prioritize this for 2019. Is this, do you, is it best to have a team internally that is doing this? I know there are, there are firms, there are consulting firms, uh, web dev shops that do UX as a as a function um, externally what's been your experience in terms of finding the resources internal or external to do this well so so we do it here internally but uh, at a lego but i think that reflects you know andre our head of product he has a background in design so he's, he's been doing this but i would say i know for a fact that this sort of expertise can be pulled in uh when needed um that's one of the i think the cool things about working in high tech right now is there's just so much talent available on a contracting basis and even through some of these platforms like Upwork that we're constantly surprising ourselves how much you can get done, you know, with the worldwide workforce, if you will. So yep. I, 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 we're not doing it, but I know for a fact that teams that don't have this expertise in health can get it. Cool. Uh, last question I want to ask you uh, that is uh, sort of germane to our conversation here today is around some of the people. We ask this question of everyone who comes on the show, some of the people that have been influential to you in your in your career and your rise as a marketing marketer's executive. I mean, it can be professors, it can be authors, they can be alive or dead. But, uh, you know, curious, who are some of the people that have inspired and taught you that you want to, that you think other people should check out as well? Well, I think my most, when I think who's been my mentor, I think of um, Carol Myers, who was the uh, CMO at a company um, called Unica, which, which interestingly, we were competing with one of your prior guests, John Miller, when he was back at, at Epiphany. Um, so Carol Myers, she's now the CMO at Rapid7, and she's just always been a great mentor of mine, uh, as was uh, Eric Schnodig, who was the head of sales there, and really taught me that, hey, if you're going to succeed in marketing, it's going to be because you work well with sales. So those are two personal mentors that I always think of first. Um, as far as kind of who else is influential, um, I would say just some of the classic texts like um, Clayton Christensen's um, Innovator's Dilemma. You know, that's something mm-hmm. that we think about constantly with our strategy or is, is video and mobile and social, is that a disruptive innovation in the space of uh, corporate and sales learning? You know, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a big one for us. And then we are literally playing the doing the playbook of crossing the chasm, right? So, so Jeffrey Moore. When it comes to UX, I'll throw one out there for you, um, Matt, that I think is a really great one, and it's a super approachable book, and it's called The Design of Everyday Things. And it's by a guy named, mm. I think, uh, Donald Norman. And it's just, a, it's just a super cool, fun-to-read book and really relevant and very accessible. 
so I think that when it comes to this topic here is something that, that I've read and has always given me an appreciation to, from the sales and marketing side, at least to kind of understand, you know, UX. Love it. You have a prediction for the World Series? I mean, I, I expect you're going to say uh, Red Sox. So maybe your prediction, how many games? Because what do you think are going to be some keys to the to the World Series? Dodgers uh, and victory? seven. Dodgers and seven. That's <laughs> that wasn't all. a question for you, Paul. That... <laughs> well, the Dodgers are too good to get to get swept. Um, although the Red Sox are 14 and two in their last uh, this century in the World Series, but the Dodgers are too good to get swept. So I'm going to say Sox and six. That's going to be my guess. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you at this point. I think um, I was expecting, I was kind of expecting slash hoping it would be tied 1-1 coming, coming back west. Um, but now that the, the, the Red Sox have a 2-0 lead, uh, that's, a, that's a tough hole when you know you've got good pitching um, you know, that's coming at you every game. So we'll be watching. What, you, you still think Dodgers in seven, Paul? Dodgers in seven. You've got to believe. <laughs> Sticking to it. All right. Well, this is all we got today for Sales Pipeline Radio. Really want to thank our guest, Andrew Halley, CMO of Allego, talking about design and UX and the importance of making sure you're not just creating great products, but great products people can use effectively, successfully, and happily. If you like this episode and want to share it with other people on your team that are maybe focused on design and UX, we will have this up available on demand at salespipelineradio.com in a couple of days. And as always, we will also have a edited transcript of this conversation featuring highlights from Andrew's thoughts on design and UX up on HeinzMarketing.com in about a week. For my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Heinz. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. You were listening to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio brought to you by the good folks at Heinz Marketing right here in the Funnel Radio Network for at-work listeners. Like you.